Merry Christmas, friend. I am so excited to keep reading through the book of Luke with you all. And I'm so proud that you have continued to intentionally choose to fix your heart on Jesus. Listen, I want to challenge you. Our temptation will be to quit. We're going to see obstacles come up and busyness happen and we're going to miss days. Fight through that temptation. As the season gets busier, make this a priority. As you miss days, either intentionally choose to pick up where you've left off or say, you know what? I missed that day and I'm going to pick up on the day that it is. Don't let shame enter in here. We are leaning into Jesus. We are choosing to celebrate him this season. Shame has no place here. I'm so excited to celebrate this season with you. Now let's dig into the book of Luke today. Luke chapter 5. Once when he was standing on the shore of the lake again, we're going to just call it Lake G. (laughs) The crowd was pushing it in on him to better hear the word of God. He noticed two boats tied up. The fishermen had just left them and were out scrubbing their nets. And he climbed into the boat that was Simon's and asked him to put to put out a little from the shore. Sitting there, using the boat for a pulpit, he taught the crowd. And when he finished teaching, he said to Simon, Push out into deep water and let your nets out for a catch. Simon said, Master, we've been finished hard we've been fishing hard all night, and haven't caught even a minnow. But if you say so, I'll let out the nets. It was no sooner sooner said than done, a huge haul of fish straining the nets past capacity. They waved to their partners in the other boat to come help them, and they filled both boats, nearly swamping them with the catch. Simon Peter, when he saw it, fell to his knees before Jesus. Master, leave. I'm a sinner and I can't handle this holiness. Leave me to myself. And when they pulled in that catch of fish, awe overwhelmed Simon, everyone with him. It was the same with James and John and Zebedee's sons and co-workers with Simon. Jesus said to Simon, there's nothing to fear. From now on, you'll be fishing for men and women. They pulled their boats up onto the beach and left them, nets and all, and followed him. One day, in one of the villages, there was a man covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him in prayer and said, If you want to, you can cleanse me. Jesus put out his hands, touched him, and said, I want to. Be clean. Then and there his skin was smooth and the leprosy was gone. Jesus instructed him, Don't talk about this all over town. Just quietly present your healed self to the priest, along with the offering ordered by Moses. Your cleansed and obedient life, not your words, Not your words will bear witness to what I have done, but the man couldn't help it, keep it to himself, and the word got out. Soon a large crowd of people had gathered to listen and be healed of their sicknesses. As often as possible, Jesus withdrew to out-of-the-way places for prayer. One day he was teaching. Pharisees and religion teachers were sitting around. They had come from nearly every village in Galilee and Judea, even as far away as Jerusalem, to be there. The healing power of God was on him. Some men arrived carrying a paraplegic on a stretcher. They were looking for a way to get into the house and set him before Jesus. When they couldn't find a way in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof, removed some tiles, and let him down in the middle of everyone, right in front of Jesus. Impressed by their bold belief, he said, Friend, I forgive your sins. 
That set this religion scholar and Pharisees buzzing. Who does he think he is? That blasphemous talk, God and only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew exactly what they were thinking and said, why all this gossipy whispering, which is simpler to say, I forgive your sins or to say, get up and start walking. Well, just so it's clear that I'm the son of man and authorized to do either or both. He now spoke directly to the paraplegic, get up, take your bedroll and go home. Without a moment's hesitation, he did it, got up, took his blanket and left for home, giving God the glory all the way. The people rubbed their eyes, stunned, and then also gave God glory. Awestruck, they said, we've never seen anything like that. After this, he went out and saw a man named Levi at his work collecting taxes. Jesus said, come along with me. And he did. Walked away from everything and went with him. The Lord, Levi gave a large dinner at his home for Jesus. Everybody was there. Taxmen and other disreputable characters as guests at the dinner. The Pharisees and their religion scholars came to his disciples greatly offended. What is he doing eating and drinking with misfits and sinners? And Jesus heard about it and spoke up. Who needs a doctor, the healthy or the sick? I'm here inviting outsiders, not insiders, an invitation to a changed life, changed inside and out. They asked him, John's disciples, all well known for keeping fast and saying prayers, also the Pharisees, but you seem to spend most of your time at parties. Why? And Jesus said, when you're celebrating a wedding, you don't skimp on the cake and wine, you feast. Later, you may need to exercise moderation, but this isn't the time. As long as the bride and groom are here with you, are with you, you have, have a good time. When the groom is gone, the fasting can begin. No one throws cold water on a friendly bonfire. This is kingdom come. No one cuts up a fine silk scarf to patch old work clothes. You want fabrics that match. And you don't put wine in old cracked bottles. You get strong, clean bottles for your fresh vintage wine. And no one who has ever tasted fine aged wine prefers unaged wine. So now we pause and we ask the Lord, how can I be a hear not just a hearer of this word, but a doer also? But the truth is we need to be a hearer and a doer. So ask the Lord, it's not just what we do in response to this, but we do need to ask him, what, what do I need to hear about this? What do I learn about who you are? What do, what do I learn about you? What do I learn about myself? What do I learn about others? And what do I need to do in response to what I'm reading? So something I learned about God from this passage, something I'm hearing about his character, is that um, that verse from thirty from 31, who needs a doctor, the healthier, the sick? And I think a lot of times in our Christian culture, we have become so comfortable in our very healthy tables, our maybe... Maybe even a, as opposed to saying our very healthy tables, I should say our very similar tables. So this table Jesus sat at was filled with tax collectors and other disreputable characters. It was a hodgepodge of people. And so I would just ask, who's at your table? Who's at your table? Because from what we see of Jesus, he, he made time to 
go. It said he, he was spending time celebrating and interacting and being with people. And are, are we doing the same thing? Are we, are we being with people who don't look like us because the sick need us as much as the healthy? And then ask the Lord, what do I need to do in response to what I've just heard? What do I need to do in that? Who can I invite to my table? Maybe it's a neighbor, a coworker, a, another mom that you chat with sometimes at pickup or a practice. Who can you get to know and invite to your table? This Advent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study, a Bible study platform for busy women just like you. If you want to know God through His Word better, I am giving you a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. Plus, use the promo code HEARSANDDOERS for an extra 10% off. This is the perfect time to join because we are doing some special things for Advent I don't want you to miss. I'd love to hear your big takeaways from today's episode. Would you share them? Post them on social media and be sure to tag me at Becky Kaiser. And if you loved today's episode, don't forget to give it an awesome review because that helps others find the show too. And you can always text the link to friends so they don't miss it either. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Merry Christmas, my friend.